This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage in this where we speak to women of influence and leadership. The popularity of hustle culture today's world is showing us that our identity does not need to be rooted in our job or education. We can truly be whoever we want to be. Dr. Irma Shida is a dentist turned entrepreneur, turned composer, lyricist and now songstress and she's the living embodiment of hustle culture and not being tied down to any preconceived notions or stereotypes. Good morning, Dr. Irma. Good morning, Frida. How are you today? Very good. There are other <laughs> elements, of course, of your life. You're also a mother and, and all that, yes. right? Yes. Um, I, before I get into everything, right, and we were just having a chat a little earlier on, I want to ask, why are you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the way I am today is a result of how I was brought up and where I was living in a very small and very modest family. Uh, but in a in a quite a big city, not as huge as KL, but I think Johor Bahru is a city in its way, its own way, it's nearer to Singapore. So there are a lot of things that I wanted, a lot of things that I, I actually saw people have, but I don't have, and I don't dare ask my parents or my family because I know they, they can't actually give that. So I take it to myself. I need to really work at it. I really need to... Uh, push myself to have all that and I, I know that I need to work on it and get it on my own so I think that's how the, the hustle part comes in that's how uh, the you know the dream catcher phrase actually catches on right right okay we'll start with the first thing you did right you were a dentist yes still am okay, you were a dentist right why yes. did you why why did you pursue this this career first uh, actually to be honest um I wanted to become a doctor uh, in the first place. I wanted to become a doctor. Uh, I was brought up my, by my grandparents and I really love my great grandmother, uh, my late grandmother. And uh, she loved me a lot as well. She actually sacrifices a lot for me. Uh, she wanted me to become uh, somebody. And as early as five years old, when I was five, she actually told me, uh, you, if you wanted everything that you wanted now, uh, be a doctor <laughs> and I actually for five years old I believe that for five years old you know the dreams of becoming a doctor to have everything that I wanted so I okay I'm going to become a doctor so from five years old when anybody asked me who who you want to be when you grow up a doctor and I don't know why but it's just like because my grandmother wanted me to become a doctor so I think the ambition is there from I was five years old and uh, when I actually go into university, uh, sadly, uh, my, uh, my scores are not enough to get me into the medicine <laughs> faculty. So I went into dentistry. Uh, two months into dentistry faculty in University of Indonesia, I got an offer to go to Indonesia, uh, a full scholarship uh, to uh, take up medicine. But I uh, refuse because I I am already in the dentistry field uh, two months, and I actually loved it. I'm loving it, yeah. Because uh, it's not just about treating people, but dentistry is uh, an art on its own. So I think mm. partly the artist in me is screaming, you know, okay, be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the dentistry bit. Okay, now then, how did the musical career begin? 
Okay. Um, the, I I was uh re- I, I really love music actually from when I was little. You know how how a little child sometimes you feel like very sad and you are very happy. I tend to sing, and then I was the one yang you know if we we say kuat berangan kan berangan. So I always like I have a small um swing in my home uh back then. Uh, and then I always sit on that swing and then sing. And it's like singing not not a, a song that is popular on the radio or on the TV. It's a song that I hum myself. So I'm like, okay, but that was wrong, forgotten now. But later on in my life, um, I feel that uh, when I have my first child, Luna, mm-hmm. uh, I think she's the one that has given me all the inspiration. Singing her to sleep with all the oldies with lullaby, you know, uh, with the Malay songs. And then afterwards, I know that she's inclined towards music. Right. And uh, the first song that I ever wrote is about her. It's quite a story that I never told anybody. Hmm. But uh, Luna is a very special girl. Uh, she's um, special because she's very uh, near to me, very dear to me. Uh, but sometimes when you have your firstborn, you tend to really pamper her a lot. Uh, and sometimes that really affects her growth. You know, she's very dependent on me. So when one day I actually sent her to, to a, a preschool. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher actually calls me in. Uh, and then uh, the way the teacher told me, uh, you know, Luna is like that. She cannot actually tie her own shoelaces and she's uh, three at that time. So I'm like, is this teacher actually telling me that my child is inclined towards, you know, a very neat development or whatnot. And at that that moment, I actually saw her. She's right beside me. She did not understand what the teachers are saying. Mm-hmm. And I look at her, and I'm, I'm really sad as a mother, you know, when somebody actually points to me that, you know, you need to really focus on your, tr- on your child. Uh, they say that there might be something wrong. So I, I look at her, and then she's actually looking out towards the window. And I'm like... Uh, whatever is wrong here is my fault. So I need to actually be a hero and save her. That's how my first song uh, actually gets written. It's Adiwira Sepi. It's about Luna actually. And it started, the song started with uh, Mengapa menong keluar jendela? Why are you actually looking out the window? And I'll be your hero all your life. Yeah, <laughs> It's a very emotional story. <laughs> okay, okay. If I continue, then you'll be crying some more. Huh? Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> So okay, so that was how then then but it was the the pandemic that got you yes, to showcase yes. the song right satu dalam uh, sejuta yes, right so yes. how did that share that story? Okay, satu dalam sejuta is a song I wrote quite some time ago. Mm. I'm actually uh, all the time I'm looking for a singer for that song, uh, but you know with the pandemic it's quite difficult and with the pandemic as well it's quite difficult to find a new singer and to do promotions. You know, with promotions, you have to have the groundworks and you have to bring the singer to all the radio stations and do the physical promotion. But with the pandemic going on, it's, it's very difficult for a record label and very difficult for a, a producer to promote the song. So I, I actually sit down with my partner, Real Music, uh, Rizal Saimi, he's in the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I told him, I said, hey, why not? Uh, if during the pandemic, we don't have the, the bravery that we have to cultivate again. We have to cultivate mm. something. And I think during pandemic, what I cultivate is bravery. We have to be brave because we know that 
some, somehow rather before the pandemic, we know that we have our plans, you know, uh, going forward. You, you tend to think that you live up to, uh, to 80 years old. But during the pandemic, you tend to think that I, I don't have enough time. So yeah. you have to, to, to pick up the bravery to be brave and just go with it. Just go with it. So I think satu dalam sejuta is me going at it now. <laughs> right, right. It also, it's very interesting, right? How did you, you know, get into that space to work with Ria Records? I mean, that whole thing when you wrote a song and then uh, this dentist then present this, I mean, you know, this this song to a, a, a recording label or whatever it is. How did that, How what was that part like? Uh, okay, because uh, Rizal is a good friend of mine. I've known him, uh, I think, almost six years, uh, five to six years. Uh, a, a good friend and uh, somebody that I'm comfortable to work with. And I think somebody, Ria Records, is uh, a team that is crazy enough, crazy enough to believe in my crazy ideas. I think we need like a, a team of crazy people to do crazy things. <laughs> Right. Okay. And okay. So so and then I know that you've also collaborated with different artists like Farhad, yes. uh, Ray Asri, yes. Radan. And what was it like working with all these different artists? It was wonderful. You know, uh, when we meet new people, especially artists, because we know artists are very uh, talented people. Mm. And uh, it was a wonderful experience, a beautiful journey for each and every song. Because each artist bring in their own persona, their own uh, characteristic, and they actually give a, a, a different life, a different uh, view of the song. Uh, because if I were to sing it on my own, it would be different. But them mm. uh, telling the story, because I believe that every, sto- every song is a story. So the singers, especially Farhad and Nazarina Azhar, and the new talent like Ria Asri and Waris, they actually uh, give... A new life, a new uh, look to the song that is yeah yeah, yeah a, a very new perspective, different perspective that is very interesting, and for me, for each and every song, uh, each and every artist that I collaborated and worked with, it's a beautiful experience, and uh, I learned a lot of things along the way. Right. I'm speaking to Dr. Omar Shida. We'll continue our conversation after this. You're listening to Enterprise BFM eighty nine point nine. Being first matters. BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Uh, Dr. Irma Shida is with me. She's a dentist, entrepreneur, composer, lyricist, songstress, and of course, you know, other important roles like mother, right? Um, so you've got your own recording label. Yes, I do. It's Dr. Irma Entertainment. All right. What made you decide to start your own recording label? Uh, to be honest, uh, because uh, I started as a songwriter. And it's very difficult for a songwriter to pitch a song to any label uh, to, to produce it. So, again, taking up everything in my own uh, way, in my own effort. Like, like I said previously, if you wanted something to work, you have to work it on your own. And it's always a gamble. So I, I'm 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 one that uh, is okay in taking risk. Uh, so it's that uh, to actually produce a song that I've uh, written uh, to collaborate with new younger artists that I think uh, the talents are very huge, but they are not there uh, right. to portray, yes to bring up to bring about new talents back then. And uh, I think Doctor Entertainment has released quite a few songs. Mm. 
and uh, we are very proud of it. Uh, but later, I think uh, for a label to work alone is quite difficult. So then came Ria Records uh, doing the distributions for Dr. Iman Entertainment, hence the partnership. Right. Okay. So, you know, something you said, you know, I, I, I do take risks, right? And where do you think this take risk? Because uh, a lot of people, I think, sometimes don't move on just because they don't take risks, right? And yes. Why, why are you gutsy that way? Uh, because I don't. I think I I'm not afraid to fail. Okay. I, I'm not afraid to fail because you know failure is part and parcel of life. You have you, you have to fail some sometime and in in your lifetime there are times that you fail and I fail a lot of times. But the one thing that I do is I don't mope around my failure. I don't blame myself because if you blame yourself, you are gonna blame yourself all the way and you you tend not to think of what the mistakes that you, you, that you did that makes you feel. So uh, I think I'm gutsy to answer your question. I'm gutsy because I'm not afraid to fail and I don't blame myself. And I, I actually uh, tend to like pick up myself as fast as I could after I fail and then right. think of how can I make it better in the future. So right. not afraid to fail, I think, is one of it. Right. And then I guess like, so some people sometimes say, I'm afraid to fail because there's money involved. Yes. Right. So people are takut, like, you know, that they will mm. lose their money. Right. So mm. how I think like, how do you have that mindset that it's OK? I learn from it. Uh, because if we are talking about business, mm. uh, then definitely you, you cannot be afraid of losing money because if business, yeah. then there are risks involved. And doing right. business is the biggest risk that you can do with your money. So if business is what you're talking about, it's always about money. In it's always risk on money, and uh, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, and yeah, especially during the pandemic, it's a huge gamble. <laughs> it's a huge gamble for everybody because uh, in business, usually you can plan. You can plan like six months ahead, one year, and in five years, what you can do. But during right. the pandemic, we are stuck in like two years, and we have to replan like very mm. in a, in a snappy way. We have to replan and reorganize everything. <laughs> Because it's right. it can change it's like, it. It's like every day we said it's a replan every day, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's very tiring. <laughs> now, you as a dentist, right? How has your career as a dentist played a role in your ability to pursue your entrepreneurial goals and musical dreams? Uh, I think being a dentist and a doctor, we are always taught that uh, you need to be very honest. You need to uh, be. Uh, because everything that you do uh, is justified, mm. and the uh, all and being a dentist and a doctor, you know, you are dealing with people's life and health. So you need to always do the best uh, decision, not only for yourself but for the people around you. So I think that is the main core and the main experience and the main main lesson that I learned from being a dentist, a, doc, a doctor per se, a healer to right. the business that I'm doing today. To always be honest, to always like keep in a straight path. Because right. as a, a, a dentist, as a, a, med, a medical practitioner, you can never sway or go out of that, that straight path that you are in. No matter right. how, how, how much you wanted to take the risk, the risk mm. has to be in that path. You, you cannot stray away from that. So I think that's the, the main lesson that I learned. And it's so interesting, right, when you, I, I heard you say, you know, like you don't see us, you know, you call yourself a healer and that's a very, you know, a, a very good perspective of what you do, right? Now, okay, 
So you're a dentist and entrepreneur in the music industry. Is there a favorite role or not? <laughs> I have to say, ah. I, I cannot have a favorite role in industry because I'm I, I'm going to be biased in that sense, right? So it has to be like uh, because th- all those are my. A professional, uh, um, professional and business uh, job is my daily job. But to be honest, if you ask me, my favorite role is of course a mother. I love being a mother. I love uh, my children. Okay, right. Which which mother does it right? But okay. Now the other thing is, uh, did you did you start the skincare line? Yes. What made you decide to do that? That's another thing again. <laughs> Okay, uh, actually, there's uh, two two uh, two uh, points of going in into that. Actually, mm. one uh, is uh, uh, I think if I say this, a lot of people is gonna say it's very cliche of a, a skincare owner to say this. Okay, right. uh, I have a very sensitive skin, and nothing works for me. And uh, previously, you know, when we are very young, we tend to find new products that are fast, fast. A really fast working, but you don't actually know what's in there. So I'm one of those person during my younger years, <laughs> without thinking, you know, buying all those uh, skincare that works uh, like two three days, but it actually takes a toll on my skin. So I th- I I look for a, a formulation that is very natural. Instead of having a beautiful skin, my company and my line of skincare and personal care actually target to have. A long-lasting, healthy skin. That's very different, right? Yeah. And another, uh, another uh, why the big why I, I'm doing this uh, company because I'm a dentist and uh, my job relies so much on my physical fitness. Okay. And as a dentist, we know that our position, our working position, actually uh, affects our our uh, stitcher. So I have a bad back. I have a slip disc. And to make it worse, uh, after five years of my practice, I actually fell down. Literally, I fell down and I hurt my back. And uh, there are times that I couldn't even stand. There are times that, you know, going to work and extracting teeth are excruciating. And somehow or other, uh, sustenance is a part of it. Imarendi Global Shambarhat is a way, because in the early part of our interview, I did say that, you know, in anything, you have to work on your own. You cannot rely on anybody. You cannot rely on a- anybody else beside of you. So I think Imarendi Global is something that I need to build. I need to build if one day I cannot, I know, be a dentist anymore. Mm. Yeah. So you, you're all prepared for everything, for all circumstances, right? I hope so. <laughs> Do you have products for oral care since you're a dentist? Yes, definitely we have. <laughs> Uh, we have a, a, a whitening dental paste. It's a, it's a toothpaste with uh, sodium bicarbonate and charcoal for whitening. And it has essential oil, clove especially. And we know clove mm. is very good in the COVID pandemic times. Mm-hmm. And it has no SLS because somehow or other I need to relate it to my skincare. And SLS mm. for some people, some people are very sensitive to SLS. So they tend to have pimples down the chin here. So, uh, with a toothpaste that has no SLS, is even the sensitive skin, uh, people with sensitive skin, they can use it. And then another one, I have a mouth rinse, but it's, it is for travel purpose. You just spray it on, you spray it in your mouth, and then you rinse out. It's very small, but it's very concentrated. It has chlorhexidine, which actually kills 99.99% uh, germs. 
And it works to actually uh, eliminate bad breath. It helps if you have bleeding gums. And I actually use it in my clinic and uh, my patients love it. Right. So, okay. So, dentist, composer, lyricist, uh, songstress, uh, you got your skincare line, you got oral care. Uh, dare ask you what's in what else is in the future for Dr. <laughs> okay, for actually for Dr. Irma and uh, the Irma Ariandi uh, group, I might see. Uh, our aim, our our vision is to have uh, to be a leading company in total wellness. So we know that for total wellness, we have physical wellness, mental wellness, spiritual. Uh, we have uh, emotional wellness. So. I think in uh, in the future, it's to make everything in a circle, to connect everything, to connect the dots, and to to be the provider of the total wellness. So that one day, if anybody think of Dr. Irma or saw the logo, mm. they will know that okay, this is for total wellness. Right. Okay. So then, of course, music music soothes the soul as well, right? Yes, music heals the soul. <laughs> we believe that. Right, it's such a pleasure speaking to you. I've been speaking to Dr. Irma Shida. You've been listening to Her Vantage. This is BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.